Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post-game podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. And, oh, man, what a start. 10 to 3. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. What Ladies is- and gentlemen, if you're watching on YouTube, the champagne is back on ice. Back on ice. As the quest for 63 has been delayed. It's just going to be here in case we need it. But is it officially changed to – have we officially changed it to quest? Yeah, I think we're we're going with quest. It just sounds more dramatic that way. But I, f- I feel like I feel like quest seems less like – like le- less likely than like march. Like marching, you know you're going to get there. Well, <laughs> I, each day that it goes by becomes more and more <laughs> – Less likely to happen. They got 15 games to win one now yeah. to avoid 100 losses. I, you know, I'm pretty confident it's going to happen. But yeah, I've seen stranger things. You know, I'm miserable. I need this season to end. 10 to three, Marlins. Oh, what a dud this game was, man. I'll tell you one thing. We'll get to who you got much later in this uh, podcast, but. We had that pregame show, and you guys were trying to bait me into taking Wade Miley because I said his ERA has been so good against the Marlins. Boy, am I glad I didn't get sucked into that. He, <laughs> he was like, not he's, good. He's yeah. the guy that create like he he's most likely to have a Stucky special. Like that's that's the reasoning behind it. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole reason. I was like, that's true. I that's didn't true. try to bait you into it. I just know that if there's anyone who's going to make a game go two hours and ten minutes, it's Wade Miley. Yeah, well, it wasn't today. We had what did we get about three hours. Yeah, pretty close we to start exactly it. Game started at five thirty, and it's eight forty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Jack says he decided to watch the Astros game instead. How's the how's the Monday Night Football game going? I didn't actually watch it. We got Titans. Titans are getting their their butts kicked. Uh, and last I checked, the Vikings are down a touchdown. Hmm. So that's what it looks like. Oh, two touchdowns actually. Eagles just scored. Mm. Mm. Eagle. I I kind of like the Eagles as a surprise NFC pick. Mm. Anyway, no. Mm. No. Dark Horse. Well, their division stinks. Their division does stink. So they'll, and and I, with Dak Prescott out, there's no way they don't win that division. Oh, by the way, I I feel like we're going to talk about it later, but um, the Mets took out Scherzer, and the guy who replaced him gave up a double on the first the first batter. <laughs> well, they were talking about it. Actually, they were talking about it. They're in the talking broadcast. like he's coming yeah. back from injury. Yeah, Joe Girardi's like, this is a manager's nightmare. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Guy's got a perfect game going. Like, I yeah, I get it, but also it's like it's a perfect game. They care about they care about October. They care about winning the championship, I guess, more than yeah. they. I bet you he. Well, he was happy. just coming off the IL. So yeah, I mean, that's I, I know. It. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I get uh, it. It's. I, I agree. I. Uh, I take him out. I, yeah. I. If he was younger, maybe, maybe not, but not at his age. That, that just. It, and it's not like he's never no hitter through a per uh, well at least on a no hitter before. Did he, didn't he throw a perfect game in the playoffs or was it just a no hitter? Thought he threw Who? a no hitter at least. Scherzer. Scherzer? No. Yeah. He didn't know. There's only been two, right? It was I don't believe perfect game and that. then Holiday's no hitter. Like, yeah, I'm not great at it. I, I'm, I'm thinking of Roy Holiday. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking of Roy Holiday. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. RIP in peace. Um, yeah, my bad. Either way, um, Milwaukee sucks. <laughs> like, you got that going for us. If there's anything that I frogs. was right about they're this year, they they're frauds. Like I said, y'all looked at me like I was like I was smoking something. Which, you know, time to time, you know, give me, give me around some people. Maybe, maybe, just a little bit, but. That day I wasn't. When you go to Ravi Come-Up's house, right? Yes. When when I go to Ravi Come-Up's house. It's legal on the state level. When in Rome. (laughs) I mean, they really We don't know how to start the show, man. I I told you how we started it. We put the champagne on ice. I I had it all ready. I was ready to messy up the whole basement. Yeah. I was going to put the plastic up. You need to bring that to the office tomorrow, Luke. 
I, yeah, I don't know. If, <laughs> I gotta find out if they actually the bottle first before I decide to bring it in and tarp up the office tomorrow. <laughs> Six day three, what? Yeah, <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> just let it just go. We'll just go on the balcony and Cody can just let set now that forward. might work. See, that might there work, or we could put plastic up in, um, like. Kevin and Lawrence's office, just that tiny little room. Make that like our locker room celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the quest to 63. Uh, guys, all I can say is that in a year from now, I hope we can sit back and laugh about this this podcast. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like, like the we'll, hopefully we're in September next year and the games matter and we can, I can bring up, remember whenever we were, you know, celebrating the 63rd win, you know, like with a bottle yeah. of champagne. Well, like, we're looking yeah. at, yeah, we're looking at yeah. 20th now, right? Is our next shot at 63. Next season, what is your goal for when they should reach 63 wins? <laughs> uh, I mean, at least like, at least like a month earlier, right? Like, yeah, at least, gotta, please. Gotta, <laughs> like, you got to make it to at least 500 next year. Like, that's, but the White Sox have 76 wins, and I mean they're they might a bad not make the division. playoffs. They're in a bad division, but they have 76 wins right now. So if you say 63 wins, I would hope the Cubs have 63 or 63 wins by August of next year. It's sometime in August, hopefully like yeah. mid early August. Yeah, like like please, like I. I <laughs> Oh my God! This team yeah. stinks. Now, it's it's so bad. I I only think figure out the math now, Ryan. You picked what was your record? You predicted seventy seven wins. I think so. Yeah, seventy seven, something like that. So did this math? Let, let me think. There's fifteen left. I think you were still close. Like mathematically, at some point, you weren't out of it. I'm not doing the math in my head, but if um, there's fifteen left, that means they could. They can, they have to on a they have to end the season on a fifteen game win streak. Right, <laughs> if they win the last fifteen, technically your prediction could still oh, be yeah. right. Yep, yep, right there. I've been mathematically eliminated at mm-hmm. at a five hundred record. Cody was eliminated sometime in. <laughs> okay, don't you have April. to bring it up. <laughs> you don't have to bring it up. All right, <laughs> Cody was eliminated. Actually, I don't blame late, you. Cody no, was eliminated no. in late June. I'm and, done manifesting uh, <laughs> things or attempting to. But Ryan's still in it. 15 straight wins. Still alive. Still alive. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, the only there weren't too many great things. One was Morell hitting the home run, which mm-hmm. was a bomb. Um, and then the, for me, the next best thing, you know, I mean, was probably probably Jeremiah Estrada. Like yeah. he comes, he comes in for Miley, walks the first guy he sees. Then I think he goes 3-0 count on the next guy. And they're kind of like, oh, this is a tough spot to come in, tough spot. And he gets it all the way back to 3-2, mows down three straight guys to get out of the inning. He ends up going um, two innings, four strikeouts, that one walk, no earned runs. He looked good. And you heard um, Joe Girardi and Ryan Dempster kind of raving about the way his stuff moves. And that it play, it doesn't just play it play. It goes down a lot. You know, there's great movement down on his pitches. They seem to love him, and mm-hmm. I liked what I've seen so far too. I mean, I, again, he's another one of those guys that I'm not going to guarantee that like he's in the bullpen right out of the gate next season. Just like I can't guarantee that Keegan Thompson's going to be in the rotation, or I can't guarantee that uh, Wisniewski's going to be in the rotation to start the season. Yeah. But these guys have all put themselves in the mix. Now, Keegan Thompson's going to be on the roster unless he gets traded. I just can't say for sure he's going to be a starter when the season begins. Estrada's starting to look more and more like he should be a guy that's in the bullpen when the season starts next year, no matter who they build with uh, in the offseason's free agent signings. Agreed? Yeah. Well, he's got the stuff, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, I think, like, you, you do have to look at what they, you know, whoever they acquire in the offseason, you know they're going to go out and, try to get some cheap veterans uh, to fill out the bullpen. They've done it pretty successfully the last few years. Um, but Estrada, yeah, I mean, he's got the stuff. He's got really good stuff that, you know, works well in, in one, even, I mean, two inning bursts today, right? He had four strikeouts in two innings. I mean, um, he looked good. I mean, honestly, Eric, Eric Ullman 
had a good inning. Like the, even the balls that he threw didn't weren't like non-competitive pitches for the most part. Um, the slider looked pretty honestly broke pretty sharply. Like, like he, I mean, I'm not saying I pay attention to every single pitch that Eric Goldman throws, but today he was fine. And obviously it was a clean, perfect inning, got that one strikeout. But I mean, these are young guys that you just want to see good, good innings from, especially if they're going to be in a, in a major league competitive bullpen, you hope next season. Um, guys that you just need to see consistently see good, solid innings. They don't have to be perfect every time, but you know, not getting blown up and strained together outs, your soft contact strikeouts, whatever it is. But yeah, Estrada specifically, um, he's got, he's got the stuff. He's got the look. Um, he's another one. You just need to see consistency from for the rest of the year. Um, I, you know, cause what well, he came up, he had that, he was a, he was that Toronto guy, right? He came up. Um, I want to say him and I think it was him and Brendan little came up that yes. Toronto series. And then they had to do a bunch of roster shuffling to, to keep Estrada on the major league roster. But you know, he's had a, he's had a great year. He had a great year in the minor leagues. Um, and I think started was, single A. Yeah. Right. Like he mm-hmm. shot up, he rose pretty quickly. Um, I think it looked like he was ready for that shot at the big leagues. Um, and you know, he's, He's had a couple a couple clunkers, but you, right like that today was today was what you need to see out of him. A guy that can go out there in a sticky situation, um, get out of it. I mean, he got obviously he didn't give up a run, so he got out of it pretty well. Um, but just yeah, a guy you can trust to throw into that situation and you know <laughs> make some magic happen. I guess is the best way I could say. It. Like he needs to, he, he he just needs to to have more outings. Like that has again it doesn't have to be like a perfect clean like no hits you know that that stuff comes with the 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 better he gets so the more experience he gets but it's just like if he's going out there he's throwing strikes he's battling he's competing um you know that's that's all you can really ask from a guy that young young as far as like not a lot of experience in the big leagues um but if he's going to be in your bullpen next year like these are the kind of things you need to see now Mm -hmm. i uh, admittedly missed all of his appearance because i was on chgo bears after dark um, but I will just say that it's encouraging to see that because I do know that there's a few outings that he's came in and got roughed up and the, the walks, uh, I guess, command, you could say was a little mm-hmm. concerning. So see him go out there for not only one innings, uh, I don't care if it is the Marlins. That's, uh, you know, it's encouraging. He, you know, I, I remember his major league debut. We were all on, or at least I was, I was pretty I think that was like the the most exciting thing of that game was to see him come in there and and just shove it and like make the Blue Jays hitters look really bad. So, um, again, another step uh, in the growing process for him tonight. So, I mean, that's exciting, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you got to take what you can in these ten to three yeah. losses at the end of September. You only got sixty two wins, man. Like. Yeah. I know I'm laughing. We're laughing. It's just like, that's what you have to do. And like, I know it sucks and it's not fun. And like, it's depressing and people are going to laugh at you mm-hmm. for doing it. But if you like, it, it goes it, from a fan perspective, it's uh, when the Cubs are good again, you remember this and then you'll be like, man, I, 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 I wrote it out. I sat through it. There you <laughs> go. You'll feel better about yourself. And and with Estrada again, Luke, like you mentioned it, you know, he came in was the first and second, and then walked yeah. the first guy he faced right. on four yeah. pitches. Um, and you know, with a rookie, with guys still in his first month in the big leagues, like you, that could very easily go off the rails right there. But he came back and punched the next three guys out, all swinging. Like again, it's just like it's it, it doesn't tell you like he's going to be a have a great long career in the big leagues, but it shows you like he's not. He's, he's a guy that's stepping up to the challenge, um, trying to, you know, taking his lumps at the big league level in a season when the Cubs are still trying to fight for 63 wins with 15 games left to go in the season. Um, like, it's 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 just like, yeah. I, I remember Jared kind of wrote about it on uh, Saturday, which, like, in a season like this, you got to take the small victories. And you – because the, when you start stacking on small victories, that's when, you know, the, the winning starts, right? Um, so Estrada being able to go out there, get, again, get out of a sticky situation with three straight strikeouts to end that fourth fifth. I think he gave up a hit, but then, you know, it was really not nothing else after that. I mean, yeah, you just, 
when 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 you're not playing for like wins at this point, it's like those little things. Seeing those little things on a lot of the young guys is just that's what you have to take. And and if they can do that successfully and cons- uh, consistently, like that's I don't know. It gives it gives you a little bit of, a little bit of hope, I guess, with, for some of these young guys that their like development is not that they're developing at the right the right way. Right. We can't highlight the Popeye's chicken sandwich or Chick-fil-A. We got to focus on nuggets right now, like just little <laughs> little pieces of chicken with some breading on it. That's exactly. that's what we're celebrating. He was 10 swings and misses in two innings to get out of it. And get, yeah, obviously the the walk at the beginning wasn't great. Uh, hello to Rhonda, who says hello in the chat. Uh, I saw Michael Collada says 70 wins next year. That would be a success, says Tom Ricketts. And there was another one from Michael, the captain of positivity. Rickett says September 18th next year, another success. Well, I guess that would be an improvement, right? Yeah, it would be an improvement. Um, and I, I will agree with with uh, Jack Brown here who was talking about, I had mentioned the booth with Girardi and Dempster. I haven't loved, to be totally honest, I haven't loved the constant rotation of guys coming in and doing games. And I think would we had this conversation a little bit when Girardi did the games at Wrigley field. Um, it was a boring game and I did enjoy the three, the way the three guys really kind of meshed and worked tonight. Like, again, I like when JD does a game too. I like when please does a game, Doug Glanville, all those guys. I think they have a good group of people that rotate in. It's just kind of excessive when it happens all the time. This game was, I thought the, they really did point out some things throughout the game, uh, specifically Girardi, and then Dempster would kind of play mm-hmm. off of it. That were that were it was made for an interesting broadcast, you know. Like yeah. um, Girardi was going back to Marlins mm-hmm. days. He he went back to managing the Yankees and Joe Torre uh, had a couple of good stories, you know, behind the scenes stories. But I I was good with the booth tonight. I, I, like as far as the game went, that was the most entertaining part was listening to those three guys throughout the game because the actual baseball was kind of a snooze fest other than Estrada and Morell's home run. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't watched a ton. Obviously, obviously I haven't watched a ton of like games on TV because I'm yeah. in the press box a lot. Um, but I, I have seen that like critique as like just there's a lot of different voices that come on screen throughout the season and and i get it i mean you can't ask jd and boog or jd and boog and whoever to do all, all 162 games um but when you do have i mean what is it like six six seven like different i mean i know beth mullins yeah is i mean there. i just hope it's that so, i hope i hope it's that you can't ask jd to do that many games and it's not like no we want to mix it up some during the season which yeah. also could be the case like mm-hmm. i I would love to see JD do almost every game. Obviously, Boog has some national um, commitments that he goes and does. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of wish it was like three guys that jumped in on that, like maybe rotation occasionally. But it seems like it's – you almost never know who's going to be on the broadcast. This time you knew it because Girardi lives in Miami. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was clearly a series he was going to do. I'll say I enjoyed the conversation about Aaron Judge. Yeah, right. I thought we'll talk about him later, but I agreed. I like that you know Girardi remembered him as a young guy coming into the league, right? Well, they I didn't I mean clearly I ain't watching Yankees games every day, but I had no idea Aaron Judge was playing center field a lot for the Yankees this year. He doesn't look like someone who can play center field, but he has been. Which to me, like when we've talked about him, Luke, you multiple times you've been like, "Oh, we can DH him if you need to." It's like, well, if he's playing center field, then this guy can do more in the outfield, right? Than, like we really think he's not and, just he's not just a DH. If he's yeah. playing center for yeah. the Yankees, he can play an outfield. So he can play a corner outfield spot at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, listen, I know Brendan Davis is coming up, and we got PCA and all that. But like, if you sign Aaron Judge, you could play corner outfield and center field. You move them all over the freaking outfield if you need to I, I don't know i'm just saying like that's that was probably the most like eye-opening thing during that conversation was and that i mean again that i'm not watching yankees games every night uh mm-hmm. i barely even watch the highlights because i just know they're good and i don't want to watch anthony rizzo uh in a in a yankees uniform anymore so um so i'm not i'm not tuning in i'm not seeing where aaron judge is playing every night and uh i 
I haven't gone to like Fangraphs and look. I, I'd love I'd love to know how many times or how many games he's played center field because that's very intriguing to me. So yeah, um, I, I've I have seen, uh, you know, or well, I was just gonna say just about the national. Like a lot, I, I, I again, I don't watch a lot of games, but I have also seen critiques about like they get a little bit too national on the uh-huh. broadcast. I don't know if that, I mean, I, again, I, I don't know if that's true. I'm asking you guys, like, have you guys felt that way? Like they bring a that's, little bit too much outside of Cubs into games. I, well, I know Cody gets mad when they give updates on like, um, Yelich hit a home run or, you know, Pujols, <laughs> I guess the uh. one is at least timely now, but like Yelich hitting a home run for the Brewers. I know Cody is not a fan of, right? Like you don't want updates on the Brewers at any point. No. Unless we're in playoff chase. <laughs> right. That, that, that's it. Like, I don't yeah. want to know what's going on with those two teams. If I want to know, I'll go search myself, but they shouldn't be showing it to us. I, don't, I, I just don't I just don't think that Cubs fans want to see it personally. I, I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, well, Judge hit uh, two more yesterday, right? So he's 59 home runs. And again, I keep saying in a season when nobody else is hitting home runs. I dream of the guy in white and blue pinstripes. Like he would, yeah, he would be like he would be such a show. It would be the same thing as like when Sammy was going for it. Like fifty nine home runs he has this year. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he hit what two more yesterday, right? Something yeah. like that. Like he's that's what you that's what looks like. Yeah, yeah, right two there. more yesterday against the. Birds. They did show highlights of that. That and that when they start talking about Aaron Judge on the broadcast, they showed him hitting those two home runs against Milwaukee. Now, yeah. when you're watch when you're showing highlights of Milwaukee or St. Louis the getting their butts yeah. kicked, that's when you show it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how you get ratings. That's there's my advice to you, Marquis. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's, I was just I remember me and Ryan said at the office we were looking at his numbers the other what like a week or two ago and like. Yeah. He has to be well over a nine more player now. He's gonna be a ten more player by the end of the year. He feels like <laughs> he's having a hell of a year. <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's gonna get paid so much money, man. Who do you give that um, the MVP? I think you gotta give it to him, man. He like his first. He's gonna isn't he like he's he'd win the triple crown right now, wouldn't he? Uh, he's just short in average. He's third in average, but not that far behind. Like he does yeah. have a shot at the triple crown. Um. I want to say yesterday he was like a thousandth of a, of a percentage point going like or behind in batting average or something like that. Or like a, a I, they showed tonight. I think he's at three sixteen, and I don't remember what the what's leading, but it's close. it's close. Like he's he's mm. technically not leading batting average, but he's every bit in the race for it. But at oh. the same time, Shohei's like <laughs> Shohei's amazing, and and he he does both. You know he. I, I don't know both. if he, my thing is I don't know if you can penalize Aaron Judge for not being a pitcher like right I mean it comes down like when you bring up Shohei you are basically like he's just win MVP every year like if he doesn't if he wins right. it again this year you might as well give it to Shohei Otani every year yeah, nobody's ever going to beat him if he wins it this year right like Aaron Judge is having a historic historic season. Uh, and he's like, he ranks first in so many different categories. Meanwhile, Otani, he's just really, really great at what he does, but they're like, we've become so accustomed to what he does that it's almost like we take it for granted. So like, I don't know. It, that's, that's why I say judge should win. Cause he's just doing something that we might ever see again. I mean, he's going to break Roger or. It's not a record anymore, in my opinion, but he's going to pass Roger Maris, his home run record that he made back in the day. What is like, an American League home run record? I thought that was I thought it was Roger Maris. I thought that was yeah. That's that what I'm saying it is, it, is, it, is though, right? it is the American League record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Major League. I was right? talking. I was talking about oh, Major yeah. League. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it it's Aaron Judge, just because. I mean. Seriously, it's it's historic type season, and again, I feel like I'm taking Otani for granted when I say this, but like, you could basically pin him to probably do what he's doing this year again next year. And I will, he's already won. I will also say, like, I feel um, I feel pretty comfortable saying 
it's it's no juice too because if you're willing to if major you know I, I, back in the day you would say ah oh, it's a conspiracy theory like they're covering up any steroid testing and stuff but first of all he's huge like he's <laughs> the guy's huge and on top of it they just suspended Tatis like if you want a mm-hmm. star to be protected it would be Tatis but they're not mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, he's being tested and he's come back clean. So in my eyes, yeah. there's always going to be those. It, it is up theory, there with yeah. the major league record yeah. because they they're not testing Pujols though. People, people are always going to have Pujols. People, people are always going to have giving him house, stero- They're giving him like horse steroids before the game to try and get him to the finish line. <laughs> no, uh, I just had to throw that jab in there. No, I um, anyway. I, ask, I had to ask one quick. I had a thing about Miley, and this is kind of something I've been thinking about. Yeah, uh, probably probably a little more in terms of like Drew Smiley, but I guess you can kind of lump them both in together. Um, I know Smiley has the mutual option. Uh, I want to say Wade Miley's like a like a free agent, like unrestricted or whatever you would call it. I don't think there's any options. Um, so at, maybe this is more Miley specific because he pitched today, and because he probably will be cheaper coming off of you know he's pitched I think six or seven times this year now. Maybe eight, yeah. something like that. Um, we talk about who may be in the rotation next year. But we also talk about like the fact that you can't just rely on five or even six guys to be in the ro- like to, to fill mm-hmm. out the rotation for an entire 162, 162 games. You get Miley, I think was ten million this year. I don't think he's yep. signing for that much next year. Would you guys bring him back for a cheaper contract? He will take up a roster spot from a guy, maybe maybe a guy like Caleb Killian or someone like that. But he is a veteran. You hope whatever injury issues are kind of behind him, he's cheaper and at the very least provide, would provide you know rotation depth. Would you rather Question. have Miley or Smiley? Probably Smiley at this point, but I think Me Smiley too. would get would get a, a more money in a contract, maybe even a two year deal. Um, cause I think he's 33, whereas Miley's 35, maybe going on 36, something like that. Um, so this is a, this is a Miley specific question. Like it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's one or the other and I guess whichever one fits in better. I, I agree that I think I like what Smiley brings more than I like what Miley brings. But if it comes down to like signing another guy or the deal just for, for Smiley doesn't make sense. Like he's an he's a mutual option, right? Smiley. He's mutual yes. option, yeah. Which yes. uh, I don't. It's apparently, tough. apparently like, those don't often other. get. Apparently those don't often get exercise right. because they both right. have to agree and, on it. So. And Miley does give you the benefit of some short games every five days, <laughs> so there's always that to be factored into what we're talking about. <laughs> Keep that in mind, folks. Now, I'd be, Sometimes I'd be you gotta sacrifice your back. happiness. I just, don't, I just don't know about bringing both of them back. Like, I, I don't think they would. Back, be, uh, you need, you, then you don't uh, need Samson. Then you don't need whoever else might be on the list. I don't think they bring both. I mean, I can't see them bringing both well, back. I could see also, one of them though. I could see yeah. one of them and Hendricks. Okay, and to me, that's enough. Let's say Smiley's not coming back. You're okay with them re-signing Miley? Obviously, at a shorter or uh, probably go another one-year deal or something like that. Like just because I'm, I'm asking maybe just because million? Miley for maybe, five. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just asking because of what it would do as far as like some of the guys in the system that they want, like people want to see in the rotation or getting starts. Miley, if at healthy is obviously going to take some of those away. That's, that's why I'm, I'm right. you know, where's your balance? Wise. Do you want a veteran starter who you hope, is healthy and has historically covered a lot of innings in his career, or would you rather have the young guy come up and, and show what he can do? Gosh, some of these young guys, that that's a better question for Cody. I think like, I think some of these young guys have shown me quite a bit. Like that. I don't know if they can provide it throughout a year, but also Miley's been hurt. So I don't know that he can provide that consistently for a whole well, season either. Well, I, you know, as we saw during the golden era, you had a mixture of young and veteran pitchers in the rotation, right? Like Hendricks was your young guy. Uh, Arietta you know, was kind of in the middle. Area 
the middle, yeah. And like and it was Lester and Lackey were obviously Lester, like, yeah, you had veteran proven guys, right? Uh, with Hendricks and you know Jose Quintana, whatever. I don't get me down that rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> but in this situation, the Cubs have so many young pitchers who are unproven that you can't just. Like, I can't just say, all right, we're signing Hayden Wisniewski up for 30 starts next year. Bank it like he's going to do it. Now, I'm not saying I don't think he can do it, but I'm saying the Cubs can't act like they think he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. So as much as I would love to see Hayden Wisniewski, you know, be in the starting rotation to start the year next year based off what I saw in one start, I mean, maybe that's overreacting, but we that is what he projects to be as a starting pitcher, right? Like, so like to me at going into next year, I think you have to, you have to find a way to balance that. And at this point, I'd probably take smiley over Miley because all it takes is just something in, in, in Miley's arm or whatever to, to mess up. And then he's out for another two months. I mean, it's weird because Miley historically has been pretty durable until this year. I know he had some injury problems like four years ago four or five years ago so he had been healthy for consecutive seasons for a while and you know it is what it is that will happen this year but you know smiley's smiley has pitched very well for what the cubs or for what we thought that we were going to get out of drew smiley and that doesn't mean that i didn't expect anything good i just i mean he's he's pitched big in some big or he's pitched big in some games the second half to help the cubs eat innings but also just like been like quality and you i just feel like he can be someone who can help some of these young guys with kyle Hendricks uh and marcus stroman so i don't know it's tough because like i think we can mark steel in there i think steel's gonna be in the rotation next year um so you got steel stroman uh you know if they bring back smiley i think he'll be in the rotation if if Smiley's going to be a rotation, though, I think he should be your four or five. I don't know if I want Smiley and Kyle Hendricks in the same rotation, but you know, that's the the reason that I'm okay with it at the beginning of the year is because they have so much depth in the pitching department. So if things don't go well for one of those two guys, you can give a young guy a shot because next year I think they will be better. And will be a playoff contender if they do things the right way in the offseason. So they can afford to give some of these guys a chance and also try to still continue to give young guys a chance at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So uh, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, like, I, 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 at the end of the day, I just don't really know. I think. It, between the two, yeah, I'd rather Smiley, but it's just very tough. And when it comes to the 40-man, like, personally, I'd rather have the young guys on it more than veterans, at, considering the, the position the Cubs are at right now. Uh, you know, that's – it's tough because they have so many of them, and I don't know who belongs and who doesn't, for a lot of them at least. Like, like we were just talking about Zach McKinstry the other day, right? Like, and he's been pretty good over the last week and a half or so. Like, he's starting to come on, starting to show like the, the little bit of value. But like, does one week change how I feel about him going in next year? Not really. Like, even if he pe- plays well the rest of this year, like I still don't know. Like, it's it's just it's a very 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 tough situation that I'm glad I'm not doing. And all I can hope is that the Cubs don't completely mess it up because they're. <laughs> There will be one or two that they let go and they go on to have like play well with another team or something. It won't would not surprise me if that happens. Yeah, I will say with Smiley, he did have I think he, he pitched out of the bullpen to end last year with the Braves mm-hmm. regular season. I think all of September he was bullpen guy. Um and then pitched three three times out of the bullpen in the playoffs. Um so he's obviously willing to do something like that. Um so I mean if again if you if you re-sign him then you got a guy who at the least can give you some innings out of the bullpen. Um, and then is there for spot starts or to take over in the rotation when injuries hit, if, you know, if they're hitting like they are, that they have th- this season, like that's definitely, he, he's a good depth piece, I think. And I think, I mean, even if he's not, you're not, I mean, 
it's uh, again hard to pencil him into a starting rotation, just like it is for a lot of the or a few of the Cubs guys. Like I know you, you mentioned Stroman, Steele's probably in there for sure. Um, Hendricks, if he's healthy, I think he starts the year in, in the rotation. But um, having Smiley as as, a, as the least rotation depth, who you can get long relief outings from when needed, like that's. I, I, that's a good problem to have, in my opinion. I think he's, I think he's a guy, a guy who talks about wanting to be in Chicago and stay in Chicago. I, that's definitely a role I think he would be up to taking on because he already did again. He did last year with the Braves when they won the World Series. Like I don't, or um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like question myself. I'm like, was it the Braves? Mm, yeah, with yeah. the Braves, the World Series. Like he, he. I think it's a role that if they bring him back next year, like that, he's not opposed to being a, a bullpen guy. Right. Well. It, I'm with you on the pitching. Like they got like, I'd rather have more pitching than not. Right. It's just, Mm -hmm. they have so many young guys that I just don't, I don't know who, who, who they're going to (laughs) keep. Like It's just so, it's so hard to like go through the 40 man and be like, they should cut this guy, this guy, this guy, and keep this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah. And it's just, I, yeah, because nothing nothing that happens the next two three weeks is going to matter like, for that forty man. If it means, for instance, uh, if you're gonna let's say they spend a lot of money on a couple position players to fix fix the lineup that we know needs lots of help, like what David's David's been talking about it in the chat tonight, yeah. and I said in pregame, you know, like, well, look at the names in the lineup. And there's only like two regular guys. Even before that, it was not a lineup that was going to win the World Series. When you when you look at yeah. teams that are really stacked, like yeah, there's some good baseball players in there, but that that's not a lineup that you know puts the fear of God into, into the other team or their pitching staff. So they need help. Um, yeah. So if that's where some of the money's going to a big player over there, if it's Shohei, whoever I don't, I don't care who it is. Rodon, Rodon, everybody loves Rodon. Great, Rodon. I would rather have that one ace player, whether it's Rodon or Shohei or whoever it might be, than I would Smiley and Miley and another guy to have that depth. Like I feel like some of these young guys have at least shown us enough that I'd rather have one of those guys being four and five, if that means I can go get and overspend a little bit for a guy like Rodon, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, if you're going to overspend for Rodon but tell us you have to go get position players, cool, then I'm okay with you using some of those young guys because you think that's where some of the depth of the organization's yeah. at, these younger guys that can play for cheap and maybe really earn a four or five and kind of work their way up a rotation. That's a perfect world. But if you're telling me you're only going to kind of mix and match the roster – then that's where you start to think about like, okay, do I need do I need Miley and or Smiley? And I, I it's not the way I would lean, but if it was one of the two, I'd rather have Smiley. Um, Cody, tell us about uh, points bet here. What what do you got going for the week? Uh, well, tonight's Monday Night Football games have not gone well for me, fellas. Uh, Titans <laughs> oh, plus- on a heater. You were on a heater. <laughs> I was. I had a great Sunday, and I, I might go over four tonight uh, because Oof. the Vikings are not playing well, and neither are the Titans. I think the over unders are all going to go over. It took unders, uh, but that said, you know, I still that I made these bets on points bet this football season, guys. Points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. Like right, I, right now, I should just bet the over. I could do it right now, honestly. Uh, before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with PointsBet Lightning Bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambler problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. 
Our next partner has a product I use every single day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. And now I've been on it since we launched CHGO. What is that, like seven months almost now? Six, six and a half. Months? Six and a half, right? Wow, time flies, half, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. I love this stuff. It doesn't taste super healthy, but it is. That's the key. It's got a tropical taste. I look forward to taking it in the morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help your day start right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much everything. And I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it on an empty stomach first thing in the morning. And it's lifestyle-friendly, too, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. And you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for three bucks a day. Actually, less than three bucks a day. And it's recommended by professional athletes with more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop of this stuff in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, Frank Schwindel, should we have poured one out? End of the air? What was, oh, sorry, that was the, I didn't get it in the picture. That's the I don't think you can pop champagne for him, man. We're not champagne, but we could pour one. You know, you gotta gotta pour like pour like the Malort shot for the Malort (laughs) old style. Frank's more of an old Uh, style guy, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, definitely. I mean, Miller Lite. Yeah, Miller Lite when he was hanging out at Murphy's. I don't know if I don't know who realistically thought going into the season, a he would be able to repeat that. But even if he did. It was going to be difficult to be a long, a long-term part of the future for the Cubs just because of his age. Like it's just taking a long time. Like, would he still be around if he was playing like the end of last season? Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. But those stories are few and far between. Like, like they just don't happen very often. So I think you know, for Frank Schwindel, what you have to remember is just kind of like. It was a fun period. It wasn't a fun period of Cubs baseball necessarily, but he was a fun story. And yeah. what he did was pretty cool for a stretch where he was like the best hitter in the National League. And everybody was like, who is this guy? He looks like he should be on a tractor cutting the field after the game. Like, who is he? You know, he literally could go to Murphy's and people had no idea who he was for a while, right? Yeah. Well, the best part is like he's like just a big human being. Yeah. Looks normal. And then he puts the helmet on and he becomes like a cartoon character. Like <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. But Frank, I mean, yeah, last year was it was like something it was like something Cubs fans needed because yeah. of the trade off the, the deadline sell off. Um he he won rookie of the month August and September. Like he was he was really, really good. Um and he gave I mean the the walk off slide into first base against the Pirates that the grand slam against the pirates. Like he had, I think him and Matt Duffy both hit grand slams on the same Matt day. I remember Duffy. that. Right. Oh. Uh, yeah. He had a great a last Matt two Duffy months, guy. but it was also like, you didn't really think he could, I mean, he wasn't going to match that kind of production over a full year. It was just, he had a really, really good two months, but I don't, I don't think, I mean, he sunk pretty quickly too. Just when you consider that he was optioned down to triple a, that whole 24 hour, the nail in his tire thing that happened in like, I think it was like early May or mid May, something like that. Like it was early May. It was a, yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was pretty quick. When they went out West, when they went to San yeah. Diego. Yeah. yeah. And then he came back up and then, I mean, he got optioned back down again. And it, was, it just was like, it is, it, I, you know, Frank became a like cult like hero in, in Wrigleyville. To a degree. Is, right. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Like people are going to remember Frank Schwindel for a while. Um, people love him. Uh, but he's it just wasn't like you said, Luke. I mean, he's he's, he's an older player. I mean, it, was he really going to be your first baseman of the future? Like, I, I don't, I mean, th- this is all this talk was before 
the Matt, you know, Matt Mervis's breakout. Right. But it was like, mm-hmm. even then who really saw, I mean, did you really see Frank Schwindel? I mean, he's 30 now might even be almost 31. Like, yeah, I, you didn't really know if one, if he could even keep up his production from last year, which he didn't. And two, whether he could do that for how, or how much longer he could do that. Would he have even lasted till this team is ready to compete again? And, and, you know, clearly he didn't. Um, yeah. getting released, you know, DFA over the weekend, granted unconditional release. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I mean, it, again, disappointing because he was a great story last year, but it just, you know, it just didn't work out. It, he was, he, he really did take the opportunity and, and run with it last year, but just didn't, you know, couldn't do that over this full season this year. Yeah, I mean, not many people get to the big leagues, let alone have a stretch, even though it was short, like, or a half a season like Frank mm-hmm. Schwindel, like he's got some great stories. Uh, if this happens to be the end, I don't know if it's going to be the end of his major league career. Um, but I mean, the Cubs are, you know, obviously one of the worst teams in baseball right now. And so I don't know who's, who's looking to add that type of player necessarily and take up roster spots when roster spots are so key. But I hope, I can, I hope he lands somewhere and gets one more shot, you know, and, uh, another swing at it with one more team, maybe, spring training next year. I, I don't think it's super likely that we see a lot of Frank Schwindel in the majors anymore, but um, it was fun. And it was, it yeah, was a fun ride for Cubs fans. I think, is it, I don't think you'll hear Cubs fans say too many bad things about him. Yeah. Think about how much money the Cubs made off Frank too. Like <laughs> he had that two month breakout and they, they sold a lot of Frank Schwindel jerseys. I'd imagine like, Oh man. And I, Anyone who actually went and bought a Frank Schwindel jersey, just imagine wearing that in like five years to the ballpark. <laughs> oh my god, that would be that 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 I I mean that's that's to the World Series, you, the next World Series game at Wrigley yes, Field. Oh yes, oh my god, yes, like that 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 would be hilarious. Uh, uh, question: You think he'd be good? Like. I don't know at marquee or uh, or something like that. Like I, Cubs fans generally all liked him, right? Like we, like we, like you said, Luke. Like no one ha- would have anything bad to say about him. I don't know if he would actually be good doing the job, but like you right. think people would like care or like get excited about it because again, like I, Cody, are you trying to add a tenth person to the rotation for play by play? Are you talking about, no, I'm not even, I'm not even saying the broadcast game analyst or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like, all right, listen, I would I rather watch doing that next year for sure. Having him rotate I'd rather, in nothing against Ryan Marshall. <laughs> I'm not nothing even against Ryan sweetie, but I think I'd rather listen to Frank Schwindel talk about a baseball game than, than Ryan sweetie. Cause hey, what at least we, Frank Schwindel is like, he had this persona and like whenever things were going well for him, like the smile and the double finger thing. And like, again, like it was, it was so dumb. It was so dumb, but so great. great at the same time. And the like, whole, the Murphy's like him showing up at Murphy's. Yes. Like he was everything that he was everything as a, like as a major league baseball player that like, like the random Joe on the street, like me would be like, if I was like in his position, I would have been doing the same things. Like mm-hmm. I felt, I feel like Frank Schwindel was one of the more relatable professional athletes that I've ever watched. He was genuinely just a normal dude. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, and that's why I say like, if Marquis were to be like, Hey man, like, We'd love to have you on pre and post every now and then or something. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just feel like that would entertain me. Like, that's that's just me. We should see, <laughs> if, he's, we should see if he's looking to join the podcasting world. That's like, what I'm thinking. This is the end. Now, now, if, we, yep. if Frank Schwindel gets on this podcast, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Frank, oh, my God. Here's what I was, I was just going to say. <laughs> what you're describing, Cody, is – he's not going to be an all-time great in Cubs history. You're not going to think of Frank Schwindel as – you're never going to introduce him as all-time great, right? Right. But you could introduce him as all-time Cubs vibe great. Like, or yes. An, he's he, a Cubs vibe, right? Like, as far as Cubs yeah. vibe going, he was high on the list in recent Cubs history. Absolutely. Yeah. On and it's off the of- field. I mean, right. he's he's a guy. He's a guy that people are gonna again. They're gonna talk about. They're gonna remember. They're gonna still gonna, you know, love and you know for for a while. I mean, people still talk about Tony Campana. I still see Tony Campana jerseys at Wrigley. Like, 
Hell and these yeah, are guys man. that like he's the yeah, same type you, of dude. He's way better. He had a way better run though than Tony yeah. Campana yeah, did with the Cubs. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of like who you could even really kind of compare him to, like where the fan base kind of jumped on his back and they were super excited about a guy that had a good stretch. Um, Darwin Barney. <laughs> But in his stretch no, of like even, no errors. I mean, Barney was yeah, an everyday player for for a while. He won a gold glove. Like I, I even Barney had a more consistent major league stretch with the Cubs than he definitely is uh, a decent like Cubs fans remember him and, and and liked him. He was at the Cubs convention a few years ago before the yeah. pandemic. It just I'm, it just shows how like how easy it is for people to fall in love with you when you're on the Cubs. Like how easy it is for yeah. the Cubs fan base to fall mm. in love with players because Again, a guy that just had a really, really hot two months. Like we're talking, he can't. People are going to be talking about him for years. Like he's not going. The name will you know, be like Windy City. That's not going away. I can't think of a guy like even um, even Brian Lahare, who had a great first half of the season. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the the vibe or the like. What? Who is this guy? Like yeah. this is one of us out there. Like I can't think of somebody who's had that same kind of impact on a cubs team yeah colada said fontano i was kind of thinking that because he was short but fontano never had, a, he had the vibe fontano was vibe. again yeah. a more consistent everyday player but he wasn't um he had a higher ceiling that's sure he was on a playoff team too yeah he didn't have a hot stretch as ever as hot as what frank yeah. schwindel did though like right like fontano wasn't yeah. winning player of the month back to back months yeah I mean, Schwindel was like yeah, the best hitter in, in the National League for a little while. For like two uh, months, yeah. Right. Rhonda Fritz. Ronda Fritz asked what happened to Frank. Hasn't seen hasn't seen him play in a while. He was uh obviously optioned down to AAA a while ago. DFA'd over the weekend, um, and released Sunday. Yeah. But I think it was a granted unconditional release mm-hmm. is the term. But yeah, there mm-hmm. that is what happened to Frank. He uh it's no longer a cup. I have another thought about Frank, too. And this is mainly like, and this is why I hate the internet sometimes. Like, when the news when the news broke that he was getting, like, DFA'd, you know, I did the classic, like, what was your favorite part of the Frank Schwindel era? Like, yeah. anyone who follows this podcast knows that that's like a joke. It's like an inside joke that we all play. And, like, the people who don't get it, they just, like, just shit on the guy in the comments like oh he was a shitty player and it's just like dude i don't know how miserable you have to be to like just like hate a guy like we all understood that this team wasn't gonna compete this year i understand that he is the one who replaced anthony rizzo blah 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 i totally get it i totally get it from that aspect but like I just don't understand why there are any like that's not his fault that he replaced Anthony no. Rizzo. Like, don't no. hate on him because of that. Like, that's like that's the thing that bothers me the most. I told some guy to go touch grass because he pissed me off with a comment. Like, it, it was just so like, like just stop being miserable for five minutes of your life, please. End rant. Thank you. You're not gonna you're not gonna convince anyone that way. Like no one's no one's ever gonna stop being miserable on the internet. That's just how that's it goes. true. No, that's I just wanted for. I just wanted to let that out because it had been sitting in my stomach since we started talking about this because it reminded me of my mentions the other night. So yeah. yeah. Sorry. Hey, uh, I should bring up that uh, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the course, and they are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve and an innovating product that allows you to store seven beers or seven pops or seven high noons right inside your golf bag. Keep that stash right there near you close the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com and use the code CHGO to get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Uh, are you guys uh, excited about the, the uh, first ever CHGO Bears tailgate coming up on Sunday? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Ryan, you're going, right? Right? Yeah, I'll Luke, be there. Luke, you said you can't go, right? I can't go, so I'm going to go to the next one, which I believe is coming in uh, early November. What, weather-wise, I'm bummed because I think this one's going to be like – 
This is going to be a great weather. one. It'll be much nicer than it will be if, it, if the next one's in November. The next <laughs> one's in November. Yeah. Early November, though. Um, yeah, so it's 34 bucks. It's only C- – it's a CHGO tailgate that we're throwing. It's the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt. And if you go to allchgo.com, you can find out the info, get your tickets there, sign up. Um, it's limited spaces. The 34 bucks includes – your beer, your booze, food from a food truck that we'll have provided, a DJ, and you're only like 10-minute walk maybe from Soldier Field right across Grant Park. So you're close. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's to me, that's fun. an awesome deal. And if you use the game time, we've said it 100 times here the last week. Mm-hmm. Then what you do is you do the game time app, you get that downloaded on your phone, and you get your Ooh, you yeah. wait to get your seats if you don't have them yet. And you wait to the last minute, and then you get the great deal. So it's like – using two of our favorite partners at one time. And then you have the perfect Sunday when they beat Lovey Smith and the Texans and oh, yeah. the two and one. And this is after you already drank your AG one in the morning. It's 8 a.m. Oh, well, yeah, you have your AG one in the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you take, you have take your a- Owen. an idea is take some Owen with you. <laughs> and on the walk from Roosevelt and Michigan, little protein shake, have a little Owen on the way over there, rehydrate a little bit extra. Always want to Smart. hydrate. Oh yeah, always hydrate. Better and move. It's better Especially move. after the stuff you'll be take. Uh, being oh, we're losing it before that. You See losing that? me? Am yeah. I here? You froze for a second. Oh, here he is. Yeah, uh, he's, he's getting clearer and clearer. Sorry, I don't know what's going on here with my internet. I'm wired in tonight, guys. I was having the same problem with CH after dark. Must be must be late night internet interwebs. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, hey, we got Adrian Sampson going. Do we want to do who you got? Should we get that out of the way? Wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who you got? What a dud fest <laughs> we had here. Joey had Bodie. Bodie. Yep, he did. He did. Half my guy had an RBI, and that was his only hit. He drove in. Cody's guy, McKinstry, who scored a run. That was his run. But McKinstry had two hits. I think Happ and Franmill each had one. Well, I didn't even have Franmill. I remember I switched to Gomes. Oh, yeah. You did switch to Gomes. So you were totally out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as much as much as I hate hate to say it, Cody gains another point today. Yeah, well, it was the it was the final hit for McKinstry. It really came down to you hadn't jumped on this uh, before the chat started, and we were like, I could see that you could say nobody won, but then McKinstry got the hit, and we're like, all right, he's got an extra hit. Yeah. And it came down to the last at bat, and that called third strike on Ian Happ, because if Happ walks there, that's my <laughs> second RBI. Yeah. The only people sweating that game was Luke. <laughs> that, that walk, that BS call on that walk was my second RBI. Right there, was, that's where I closed the gap again. And it was taken uh, away yes. because we don't have robot umps. I was hoping for the walk because then that would have put Gomes in position for a grand slam. Yeah, or if Hep got a hit there. If Hep got a hit, it was over too. Yeah. Yeah, I would have let Luke have it if if Hap would have got a hit. Let me have it. (laughs) I wouldn't have argued it, at least. All right, Cody gets one. Well, feels good to be and remain on top, guys. Running out of time. 15 games to go. Some of those are on the weekend. We don't always do a who you got. Mm. I think we should. go on a real heater. We got, what, two more weekends left? We should just – we should do it. 15 games. Okay. Even on on, uh, Cody and – Corey and Brennan days. We should try so to do it. Got in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Need to close this gap. Need to close this gap on Cody. I don't know what the standings are right now, but I know I'm, I'm falling behind a little bit. Well, I'm sure Cody's got him. <laughs> Here, I'll bring him up really quick, and hopefully my internet doesn't mess up while I do this. Uh, I know I have 25. Yep. I now lead 25 to 21 to 19. To two, to two, to one and a half, to one and one. Right. Ma- Technically, Maverick he's got a three-point lead with Maverick, of course, having one of those. Uh, so it's really 25-22. And Steve, I think, also had one at one point. 
I was I at, by the way, I was at a, I was at a uh, backyard barbecue this weekend where the dog's name was Steve, and I was like, man, I I should have worn my shirt. To <laughs> get in like a specially made dog Steve shirt, right? That'd be cool. If, if obvious Steve. shirts got into like dog tees, or if he had one that said Steve 2.0, the right. dog had a Steve 2.0 shirt, maybe, yeah, perhaps. Anyways, uh, uh, we're back for post game, no pregame tomorrow, but we will have post game after the Cubs and Marlins. We have Adrian Sampson pitching, Cubs lose 10 to 3 to the Marlins in this one, six hits in the game, and uh. 15 games to go. The push to 63 sits on 62. Champagne will be on ice. Should we get to 63 tomorrow? Hope you'll join us tomorrow for the postgame show. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. We will see you tomorrow.